Welcome to It's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today we are gonna do an update in the Lori Vallow Daybell case. There was a recent hearing that occurred on Monday, March the 8th, and we're gonna talk a little bit about it, as well as talk about some observations. I have a few questions. But before I get into it, if you'd like to be- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button below, hit that notification bell to all. Please give this video a like and share it out where you can. Now, let's get into it. There was a hearing that took place on Monday, March 8th in the Daybell case. Rob Wood, John Pryor, and Mark Beans all attended. As soon as it began, the judge asked to go into a breakout room with Mr. Wood and Mr. Means. Then Rob Wood is seen on camera asking to go out into the breakout room with Mr. Pryor, the court reporter, and the judge. Now, when the discussion was over, this is what the judge said. Due to the nature of the discussion, the recording of that discussion will be sealed, but we did take a record of our discussions. After discussions with both counsel and in consideration of what's been presented to the court, the court does find good cause at this time to vacate the currently scheduled hearings that are set for today, as well as vacating our hearings that are scheduled for March 22nd. The court will set a status conference, which we can use for further scheduling on April 7th at 1.30 p.m. Now, what was on the docket that day was to address the state's motions in limine, motion to compel, and also the state's motion for remote testimony of a witness. Now, the state's motions had to do with a survey that was commissioned by the defense attorneys regarding jury bias. And Rob Wood was disputing it and he was asking to exclude the witness from testifying at the March hearing. Now, here's what part of the document states. An order excluding the defendant's witness, Andrea Tracy Schatt, from testifying at the hearing on the defendant's motion to change venue about the results of her survey and excluding the survey created by Mrs. Schatt. Due to Mrs. Schatt's lack of knowledge, skill, training, or education, the informal survey she created was biased and has no evidentiary value to the court. Further, the defendant has refused to provide the state with any materials upon which Ms. Schatt relied to perform her informal survey. And in the other motion in limine, it states, on December 21st, 2020 and December 22nd, 2020, Mr. Adriani conducted surveys of residents in Fremont, Madison, and Bonneville counties in regards to the above captioned case. On March 1, 2021, the defendant disclosed Mr. Adriani as a witness and provided a survey conducted by Mr. Adriani. Mr. Adriani was not designated as an expert in the defendant's disclosure. The defendant has provided Mr. Adriani's CV. However, while Mr. Adriani's CV lists extensive law enforcement experience, nothing in Mr. Adriani's listed training or experiences establishes that he has the knowledge, skill, training, or education to conduct an accurate and unbiased poll or survey and present those findings to the court as required by Idaho Rule of Evidence 702. The survey conducted by Mr. Adriani is deficient and irrelevant as it limits its questioning to simply ask respondents if they are familiar with the defendants and whether or not they are guilty. 
No questions were asked about whether respondents set aside their opinions and biases. No questions were asked about whether respondents believed in the principle of innocent until proven guilty. No questions were asked about whether the respondents believed the accused are entitled to a fair trial. The failure to disclose Mr. Adriani as an expert and the fact that nothing in his CV establishes that he has the knowledge, skill, training, or education to conduct an accurate and unbiased survey establishes that Mr. Adriani can, at most, be a lay witness in regards to a survey or poll. Nothing in Idaho Rule of Evidence 701 allows a lay witness to conduct polling or surveys and present the evidence to the court. Mr. Adriani's testimony regarding the survey he performed and the survey itself should be excluded from the defendant's motion to change venue or trial setting. So all of this was vacated by the judge. And remember, Lori and Chad's case are combined. Now, when the judge came back on camera with the attorneys, it was very, very noticeable that Mr. John Pryor had, well, what I call a eating grin. Now, I don't know what happened in there, but I can only describe my observations. First, watch what happens when the judge says what the court's findings are after this discussion. We have motions scheduled for today, including state's motions in limine, as well as a motion to compel. We also have scheduled a state's motion for remote testimony of a witness. Uh, in addition, we've got hearings scheduled on March 22nd relating to defendants' motions to change venue and a currently pending motion to dismiss. We had a discussion uh, outside of the presence of the recording here. It was reported by the court reporter, and I'll note due to the nature of the discussion, the reporting of that discussion will be sealed but uh, we did take a record of our discussions. After discussions with both counsel and in consideration of uh, what's been presented to the court, the court does find good cause at this time to vacate the currently scheduled hearings that are set for today, as well as vacating our hearings that are scheduled for March 22nd. The court will set a status conference, which we can use for further scheduling on April 7th at 1.30 and council that will be conducted by Zoom as today's hearing was also conducted by Zoom pursuant to our Supreme Court's operating order. So that's all we're going to take up on the matter today. Uh, Mr. Wood, do you have anything further from the state to discuss this afternoon on the cases? No, Your Honor. All right, Mr. Pryor, anything further today? Nothing further, Your Honor, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Means, anything else? No, Your Honor, thank you. And here's John Pryor before this discussion, and here's John Pryor after. So whatever it is that happened behind closed doors, this is the after effect. Notable, Mark Means doesn't seem to be sharing the same type of gloating. And also, in my opinion, I see Rob Wood, and it doesn't seem like he's very happy about what's went on, but maybe just a little bit upset, I'm not sure. But John Pryor definitely doesn't have a good poker face. Court does find good cause at this time to vacate the currently scheduled hearings that are set for today, as well as vacating our hearings that are scheduled for March 22nd. And it's certainly different than the others. 
So I guess my question is, why would John Pryor be happy about the court date vacating for change of venue when he was pretty darn vocal about it? And also, why would he be so happy to have this other hearing vacated? It was for the dismissal of charges. Now, I'm just thinking out loud here, and I hate to even mention it, but could this mean that Chad's not needing these other hearings? Because you know I'll be especially ticked off if that happens. And I know most of you will be too. So at first glance, I thought maybe more charges are coming. Maybe the murder charges are coming, especially when Tammy Daybell's autopsy results were back. But John's face tells me something otherwise. So I do wonder what the heck is going on. What are your thoughts on this? Let me know in the comments below. Now, one more thing popped up. Just hours before this hearing, Mark Means files a motion and it actually has Lori and Chad's certificate of marriage attached. Notice Chad's address at the top left. They were married on November 5th, 2019 in Kauai, 19 days after Tammy died. And in this motion that Mark Means filed, it stated, under the conflicts of laws and full faith and credit clause of the United States Constitution, states must recognize common law marriages when such marriage is valid in a sister state. And he also states that Lori's full name is Lori Noreen Ryan Vallow Daybell, or Mrs. Daybell. He also states in this motion, all state interest or argument to oppose this motion is subservient to the U.S. Constitution application in this matter. And that marriage certificate wasn't released publicly until now. And they were married at Annie Beach Park, just a 15 minute drive from their rented condo in Princeville, Hawaii. So let's have a chit chat below. I'm starting to get a little worried. At first I thought, Maybe the murder charges are coming, but I'm wondering otherwise now. What are your thoughts? Let me know in the comments below. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and please share. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.